Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, Come with the us unbelievable. Into we the will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? A world you will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolak, the crypt keeper to the realm of the living and the dead. <laughs> New England's own Van Helsing. With me is the amazing, warm-blooded, blonde bombshell <laughs> herself, Ann Carrigan. Well, good evening. It's a lovely evening in the cemetery, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, cemeteries, that's your thing, right? Yes. So, what's the latest dirt on Here it? Here we are. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got a great show to you tonight because yes. this is one of your favorite things. You are actually a taffy file. A taffy file. A taff o file. Lover of cemeteries, mm-hmm. lover of tombstones. And, uh, yes. We have uh, a very exciting show planned this evening, and uh, we're going to keep our guest a secret. Well, yeah. no, yeah. it was on the web, okay? It was on the web. So it's not, not a, secret, a secret, right? Okay. Right. Uh, no, but this evening's guest is going to be Roxy's Wicker, cemetery authority and author, and uh, all kinds of other cool things associated with cemeteries and haunted cemeteries. Expert. What makes her an expert? Anyone. Oh, well, I, you learn about it, you read about it, you study it. Um, poof, you're an expert. There I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, would you, would say, would a uh, grave digger be a bigger <laughs> expert? We should have a grave Maybe. digger on our show. Wouldn't that Maybe. have been cool? Well, I don't, I don't think they, they actually do this anymore. They get the backhoe in and just and take it out. But they must have some funny stories, huh? I would imagine. I would imagine. Funny stories. Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I have, to, I have to really tell you a story, and it's not really funny, but uh, my brother-in-law died. Uh, he was 39 years old. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it was a long time ago. But uh, we were at the cemetery, and, and you know, they're doing the thing at the grave. Mm-hmm. And the little elevated thing busted, and so you went, Oh, no! <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it was. That's awful. But, you really know, I, awful. I, I, could, I, I could see him almost laughing. Well, maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. You know, we talk about death, and we talk about cemeteries, mm-hmm. and we talk about hauntings. I mean, why would cemeteries be haunted? You know, I don't really know. Because I mean, you, you spend a lot of time in the cemetery. Yeah. You love dead people. I do. Does that make I you absolutely right? do. Oh, I like their stones better, but... Excuse uh, me. <laughs> they're graves. They're yeah, graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't honestly know, because if I was going to haunt somewhere, um, I think the last place I would want to be is my grave, unless right. somebody was there and I wanted to mess with them, uh, but... I don't know. I mean, we'll ask Roxy and she can tell we'll us ask what her she that. thinks about it. Yeah. I know if I died, I would probably haunt the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, if I had a place to go, oh, well. it's better than, you know, where? 
some basement. That's true. Some attic. Why would you want to Give hang out break, in the attic you know? when you could yeah, be at the Playboy okay. Mansion, right? Exactly. Right? Right. right. So I could read the articles. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're Maybe about then. as old as Hef, right? Uh, just about. There you go. <laughs> Is he still alive? Yes. Mm. They're waiting for some playmate to kill him, I think. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they actually, I, I think they had a ghost hunting team from the Playboy Mansion. Really? Yeah, yeah. How do you get on that team? I don't know. I remember Jeff Belanger, uh, they actually, uh, no, I, they, he had his book, right? I think it was The World's Most Haunted Places, mm -hmm. which I contributed to, by the way. Okay. Uh, but there, he actually has a picture of one of the Playboy bunnies pulling it off the shelf. Really? It's a true story. Pulling the book the off book. the shelf? Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. Leave it to Jeff to arrange that. All right, so that, <laughs> that's uh, that's all I have on cemeteries. So. All right. Well, speaking of cemeteries, right? I think that we might leave this cemetery for the moment. Oh, yeah. You like that cool cemetery, by the way? Planted, freshly planted. There you go. And uh, I did it myself. That's right. That's why I still got that shovel. Can you dig it? So I think that we should go ahead and play this month's cemetery tripping, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. With Rachi's Vicar. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. Today I would like to tell you about King's Chapel Burying Ground in Boston, Massachusetts. Established in 1630, it is Boston's oldest burying ground and was located on the outskirts of what was then a new Puritan settlement. It was first called the Burying Place, prior to the opening of Copse Hill Burying Ground, and then called the Old Burying Place. Eventually, it adopted the name of its neighbor, King's Chapel, although it has never been affiliated with that or any other church. In the first 30 years of its existence, the people buried here were predominantly English-born immigrants who came to the New World seeking religious freedom and new economic opportunity. Approximately 600 gravestones and 29 tabletop tombs are left today to mark the more than 1,000 people buried in this small space, which is tucked like a bookmark amongst the old and the new buildings. Perhaps the most famous of the gravestones in the cemetery is that of Joseph Tapping, a Boston shopkeeper who died at the age of 23, of whom little else is known. It is one of the most elaborate in the burying ground and is immediately visible upon entering. It is a work of art conceived by the unnamed carver known as the Charlestown Stonecutter. Some of the beautifully carved symbolic images show a skull with wings representing the soul leaving the body an hourglass representing time running out, a skeleton of death snuffing out the candle of life, and a bearded figure of Father Time attempting to stop death. Other notable figures who reside in King's Chapel are John Winthrop, first governor of Massachusetts, Elizabeth Payne, partial inspiration for Nathaniel Hawthorne's character Hester Prynne in The Scarlet Letter, Mary Chilton, first woman off the Mayflower, 
and William Dawes, who rode the midnight ride with Paul Revere. You can find Paul in the granary just down the street, but that's a story for another time. One of the interesting items in a corner of the cemetery is a large hole covered by an ornate structure of wrought iron and brick. Tourists often have no idea that this is actually a subway ventilation shaft. It was built in 1896, when Boston's subway system became the first in the country. Human remains from the graves disturbed by this construction were reburied in another part of the burying ground. As you move around the burying ground, you will note a common theme, the uncertainty of colonial life as disease, childbirth, and smallpox claimed their victims before their time. Seven epidemics of smallpox were experienced in Boston by 1730. Almost a quarter of the surviving grave markers in Boston's 17th century burying grounds are for children nine years old or younger. Spouses were lost young to both men and women, sometimes in multiples, so remarriage was not only encouraged, but important to the survival of their families. The best way to get to King's Chapel burying ground is public transportation. Park Street Station is just down the street at the Boston Common. A short walk up the hill and you will arrive at your destination. Just follow the red line of the Freedom Trail, which runs right past the cemetery. When you arrive, take a moment to contemplate this incredible piece of history and the changes that have gone on around it during its 380 years on this earth. Puritans got killed by everything back then, you know. Really? That's what happened? Do they put it on the graves so they get killed off? You know, like occasionally. Going, occasionally going, they going do. Fill into the corn husker or something. <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen graves and they say uh, uh, sometimes uh, there's one actually in the cemetery across the street that he was killed uh, while building a house. Really? Uh, the, a beam. He was killed by a beam. Mm. I've seen. Beam me um, up, Scotty. Struck yeah. by lightning. Really? Yes. Things like that, but I'm sure our guests can fill us in on way more interesting things. Okay, so without further ado, <laughs> let me introduce to you uh, someone who knows a lot about cemeteries and yes. all about cool stuff in New England. She is the founder of New England Curiosities. She is an author, and she is a swell person, <laughs> Roxy Zwicker. Ta-da! Hi, thanks. Oh, welcome, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here, talking about one of my favorite things, cemeteries. Me? Absolutely. Oh. Darn. What? <laughs> I thought you said me, so I was... Not my, you. Some favorite thing. That I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. So cemeteries, you've written books about cemeteries? I have. I've written uh, seven books on New England ghost stories and folklore, three of them have focused specifically on cemeteries, and the others have had cemetery stories in them. Really? (laughs) Is that one of your books there? Yep, I have. uh, I brought two of my cemetery books with me. So hold it up so that we can see what they look like. (laughs) This is um, Haunted Cemeteries in New England, Story Stones and Superstitions. Can we have a close-up of that, please? Hello. Close-up, please. (laughs) He's working on it. He's working on it. There you go. (laughs) Hold it up a little higher. There we go. Undeflected. Good. No, you that's crooked. good. That's crooked. There we go. Good enough. There we go. <laughs> so um, this is uh, a pretty comprehensive book, not only on 
cemeteries, but what the stones are about, the epitaphs and the superstitions that went along with burying folks back in the day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. And uh, my latest book is the Massachusetts Book of the Dead, and I also have the New Hampshire Book of the Dead, which is specifically about each state mm-hmm. and the burying grounds, superstitions, ghosts, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of cemetery stories. I gave stories. you one for your <laughs> birthday, didn't I? Um, yes. I did. I think... I um, even had it signed by the author. Yes. Imagine that. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. that's the kind of guy I am. I know. Mm. I know. You know, you know I like Too sweet. Things. Too Aww. sweet. Whoop. That was an interesting <laughs> we shot. We lost the book. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good shot. <laughs> Stop. You're terrible. I know. Um, anyway. <laughs> so how... Moving right along. How did... I would like to know how you got involved with um, with cemeteries, writing about cemeteries, why you love cemeteries, all of the above. All of the above, all at once in one answer. Um, my first, I guess, encounter with cemeteries had to be in western Massachusetts where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Northampton Amherst area and one of the first cemeteries I went to was Old Deerfield. And it was oh. on a field trip and it mm-hmm. was just beyond amazing to me. I think I was probably in the seventh or eighth grade Mm -hmm. and just fell in love with the stones. And then the houses in the village were still there. And it really just kind of struck a chord because not only could you see where the people lived, but you could see where they were buried. And much like you were just saying, Mm -hmm. read the stories on the stones. Mm -hmm. So I definitely was very intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into the ghost stories at a friend's birthday party, believe really? it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a flashlight under your face? And- <laughs> I didn't. It was actually, it was um, it was broad daylight, and it wasn't an older cemetery. And um, my friend lived right next to a cemetery, so after we opened presents and ate the cake, I'm like, come on, let's go into the cemetery. Let's go. Let's go. So um, I think it was probably 10 or 11, walked into the cemetery, and, you know, just curious about the stones. And there was one particular stone, and I put my hands on it, and I swore it was vibrating. Wow. And I took a closer look, and it was a child's grave. Mm -hmm. I think they were probably about three or four years old. And I said, all right, so is this me? And I asked my friend, I said, can you touch it too? And she said, yeah, I feel it too. So awesome. it wasn't there wasn't a truck going by. I mean, we were off, you know, in the woods. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. So I kind of thought there was something to it. And being in New England, you can't miss the old cemetery down the road. I oh, mean, no. everybody has a cemetery pretty much in their right. backyard. Sometimes literally. No, really, yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I live I live in Kittery, Maine, and we have a small family plot right in our backyard for about a dozen people um, awesome. from the 1800s. And <laughs> when we moved in, when they showed us the place, they're like you might not want to feel too good about the cemetery behind you. Might not be a good selling point. And I'm like, where do we sign? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's my cemetery yep. now. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. And I love, I have to say, and I've been to um, Old Deerfield, and I've been to that cemetery, and it's just a fantastic cemetery. I love it. It and is. Uh, that's one where they have, um, one of the stones has the coffin with the mother, and the baby. Yep, and um, it shows it shows on the carving exactly yep. the way the baby was buried on her left mm-hmm, arm. Mm-hmm. And sadly, even the stone carver who carved that stone actually has his own story as well. He died by drowning in the local river in his 30s by suicide, and there's only a handful of those particular stones that mm-hmm. he carved, and that's a one-off for him. Wow. So, yeah, you, you, once you start looking at the stones, you want to know more not only about mm-hmm. the people that are buried there, but about the carvers as well. And, of course, the ghosts go hand in hand, sometimes literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about that before uh, we introduced you. 
is if you were a ghost, why would you haunt a cemetery? Why wouldn't you haunt somewhere else? Well, I, I think, you know, using the word haunt, I, I don't always see it as particularly haunting. There is a, a cemetery that I went up to in Antrim, New Hampshire. I don't know if they um, have the picture that they can show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it wasn't so much a haunting. I walked in and there were so many children's graves that were there. They all died um, from a dysentery epidemic. Over 60 children in the community mm-hmm. had passed away. It's a little squishy. And, um, it's, yeah, it's a little squished. A little squishy. A little squished. <laughs> and, um, Sorry. That's okay. In the 1800s. And as I walked into the cemetery, I felt hands, small hands, grabbing mine. Aww. And I felt as though they were looking for comfort mm-hmm. and direction. So I don't think they were there trying to scare me away. I think they were just there because someone was there that cared. And I've gone back to that cemetery a, a number of times, um, both in the daylight and at night, and had experiences with the children that are there. I think they appreciate that people are coming. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. we're running through a lot uh, of pictures. Yeah, can we not uh, hold up on the pictures, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we Got just it. wanted that one picture in the beginning. Here we All go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Okay, that was interesting. That is a neat story. That that's so that's freaky though. I mean, isn't that what you see in the horror movies where you see the hands coming out of the ground? (laughs) (laughs) It was it was definitely a a shocking experience at first when I first felt it, but then you know you could feel that it was a small hand, Mm -hmm. and it was it was just this this sensation of you know, I want comfort. Can you comfort me? Aww. I want to walk mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's, you know, at first, yeah, okay, it's a little spooky, but then you're like, wait a minute, there's someone that's here. Right. You know, they're not trying to hurt me. You mm-hmm. know, I understand what the story was. You're looking at, you know, a whole summer in the 1800s of all these children that died. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to get beyond the scare. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That is fascinating. And what cemetery was this again? That's called the Meeting House Cemetery. It's up on a dirt road in Antrim, New Hampshire, Meeting Antrim. House Hill. Nice. And the site for the Meeting House is still there, although the building is gone. And this is just an, a great old cemetery at the top of a hill in the woods. Nice. Just beautiful. Mm. Oh. Beautiful. Not scary at all. Love those. Very active. <laughs> I was one up, in, up by the lake region, and I had a stone. And one guy was going this way, and one guy was going this way. It's like... Couldn't make up his mind. Oh, the hands. Yeah, what's up with that? I remember that? when you posted that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So what was that? Well, I know the the one. Now you're big in the symbol. Yeah. Right? Well, the one pointing up obviously is going to be, you know, yeah, going, going to heaven. Going to heaven. It was the other one. Um, I don't know. Why would there be one pointing down? Do you Couldn't make thoughts? up his mind. Maybe he <laughs> was like teetering on the line, you know. Well, I think it kind of goes back to probably one of the most popular epitaphs that there is. You know, as you walk by, you know, as I as I was, now you soon will be. Mm-hmm. You know, that eventually your your fate will be in the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. So, pay, you know, pay attention to right. you know, living your life. That's why a, a lot of people, not only did they list, you know, how old they were, but how many months and how many days, right. because you were to cherish every moment on earth. So mm-hmm. I think the hand pointing down says, hey, this is your fate. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do with your life? Right, right. There, there's your answer. Or it could be, <laughs> you got to die first before you can go to heaven. <laughs> right? Right. Well, but, but in the 16 and 1700s, it really wasn't a big concept of heaven. You know, mm-hmm. they there it wasn't preached as that. Everybody was going 
basically to hell back in the days. Right. You know, even if you felt you were amongst the chosen few and went to church and did what you were supposed to do, you know, hell was preached as a place of unspeakable terrors. Children were shown corpses. Mm -hmm. They were told their parents would testify against them at the last judgment. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It was, it was a very <laughs> different world back you then. Yours would, Ron's would. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. I mean, that that was the Puritans were not a fun bunch, and nah. you know, you know, you you probably you had to earn your uh, earn your way in, right? Well, and you had to think about you know what was going on in our communities at the time. You know, your life expectancy was about thirty. Mm -hmm. Many women died in childbirth. Right. There was no modern medicine, no vaccination. Ships carried in disease from all around the world. Mm. So you know, death was on everybody's doorstep, and it was literally brought home. You know, we didn't have the sanitize. Someone dies, and you know, someone else takes care of it. You took care of your dead, and you brought them to the cemetery, right. and you dressed them, and you did all of that. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's one of the reasons why we have the symbolism on the stones mm -hmm. and, and the epitaphs that are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's what was your coolest cemetery that you liked the best? Oh, you know, there there are so many. It's, you know, it's, Do we have any photos of any of them? We do, we do. Um, if we could go to the Jamaica Plain Cemetery, um, that's Forest Hills. Forest Hills. Yep, yep, that's Forest Hills. Forest Hills is a, an amazing cemetery um, because it's one of the garden cemeteries. Mm -hmm. And it has all the beautiful mausoleums and statuary that came about in the 19th century. But this photograph is one of the reasons why I really fell in love with the cemetery. You can see there's a red-tailed hawk and a bird bath about 10 feet away from me. Mm -hmm. And the bird life that you see in some of these cemeteries is really phenomenal let alone the grave markers that are there. There's a lot of ghost stories at Forest Hill. There's a lot of um, amazing carvings of children in there for various reasons. There's a the little boy in the boat mm -hmm. that a lot of people describe having experiences by. But it's really just quite remarkable. So when people are always asking me, you know, what's so cool about Forest Hills, I have to show them oh. this picture. I mean, the bird life is just phenomenal. Oh, I love that. There's another, it's, and it's so, that cemetery, I mean, it's so huge. You, you know, can't do it all in a day. You can't do it in one day. It's impossible. I, I was there, I think, you know, for one afternoon. And, uh, you know, I was just, I got so tired after a while. I'm like, hmm. all right, let's get back in the car and we'll drive around. But, um, yeah, the, the boy in, in the boy in the boat, um, there's, there's a girl, Gracie. Yes, and little a, Gracie. Um, a glass, glass a chamber. glass. Yep. And there's also a little boy in an even bigger glass chamber. Mm -hmm. And you come upon these things, and I had never seen anything like that in any cemetery I had ever been to. Um, so I just, I came upon this thing, and I was just like, oh, my God. It's, it's amazing. And, of course, the stone is perfectly preserved mm -hmm. because it's encased in glass. So... Um, those are just just fantastic. It, it is really amazing. And of course, you know, the story about the boy is that he drowned in a pond while he was chasing his rabbit on the hillside. But mm -hmm. the sad part of the story is his mother wanted to be buried with him and she couldn't be. She didn't have enough money to be buried with him. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the thoughts behind the ghost story that the spirit at his grave is mm -hmm. actually his mother. Wow. Because she could not be buried with oh. him. She couldn't afford to be yeah. because she was a maid. Right. So um, the, the, it, you start delving into all these layers, and it just makes the story so rich. Mm -hmm. oh. So if we could um, go to another picture. I try to uh, send you some of the pictures of my favorite cemeteries. Anyone is fine, I'm sure. 
I can <laughs> I can tell you a little story about it. Pick one, Russ. We'll Anyone? What are you getting there? Pick a, pick a card, any card. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're thinking about that in the control room there. Anyway, so <laughs> there we go. There's one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, this is this is one of my favorites. This is the old York burying ground over in York, Maine, which is pretty much right up the road from me. And this is the grave of Mary Nason, and she is the alleged witch of the town of York. And her ghost story and legend has been documented since the 1830s, which is pretty amazing to have a story going back that far. A lot of people visit this cemetery, which dates from 1705, and that's her headstone there to see the witch stone. So that long slab that you saw behind her headstone is said to be the witch stone. Mm -hmm. And of course, the legend was that it was placed over her grave to keep her from rising up out of the grave. And of course, what it is, it's it's a wolf stone and it was Mm. designed to keep the animals from rooting up the body. There's a great story of um, people coming out of the church right across the street after Sabbath services and they saw the pigs rooting around in, in this cemetery. Ugh. So they had all the wolf stones. But the funny thing of it is today is when you walk the Old York Burying Ground, she's the only one with the stone. So mm. I always oh. like to say to people, you know, they pulled all the other stones up for stone walls and what, you know, what have you. You know, would you want to be the one to remove the stone on the witch's grave that's right. keeping her in there? <laughs> so she has the only wolf stone there. And ah. um, hers is one of the most visited uh, graves in uh, in the town of York, just because she has a beautiful portrait stone carved by the Lampson family from Boston. Mm-hmm. And people have had experiences at her grave site. However, there are several other ghost stories in the cemetery as well. There's tales of shadow people who used to appear in the burying ground at night the night before someone in town was going to die in the 18th and 19th century. Mm -hmm. However, what's interesting is, and I don't know if you've ever noticed, that when you're in the old cemeteries right around dusk, especially if the moon's coming up, Mm -hmm. it almost looks like, due to the shape of the gravestones, that there are people walking through the cemetery with the head and shoulders and the shape. So Mm -hmm. was it really a spirit walking through the old York burying ground, or was it the moonlight shining on the gravestones? We'll never know. But people used to assemble to see the shadow ah. man who was the portent of who was going to die the next day. Oh, my Ooh. God. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, well, I was going to say almost like reading the obituaries, but. <laughs> I actually had a guy on uh, the Ghost Chronicles original show at WCCM, and he had a death doll, and the doll would tell you when you were going to die. Oh. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah, we, we, you know, we asked people to call in and find out if they wanted to know when they would, but nobody called in. I couldn't figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> Scared to death. So any, anyways, to going that. back to the Wolfstones, I mean, if, if you go on the Internet now and everybody's going to, you're going to see all kinds of stuff all about these are to keep the people in, to keep the vampires in. Mm-hmm. So we're still keeping those legends alive with today's modern technology, even though it's absolutely not true. Well, what's interesting is, is you know, back in the day when they were using the wolf stones, people weren't buried six feet under like they are now. There's mm-hmm. so many stories of, you know, dirt being washed off the tops of coffins during mm-hmm. storms. 
you know, plus grave diggers are only paid so much and who knows, you know, how long they wanted to spend digging the graves. And certainly now we have a technology where, you know, they pour a form in there. So they're actually going down in the concrete, just mm-hmm. not in the dirt. And plus, you know, especially New Hampshire and Maine, everything's so rocky and granite. Not everybody is underneath. So mm-hmm. especially in the 19th century, it was interesting because it wasn't just animals. They wanted to stop grave robbers oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. digging them up and reusing the coffins or stealing yeah. whatever people might have been buried with. But I think we're still fascinated with that Mm because from time to time, you know, pieces are washing out of cemeteries. Certainly Copps Hill and Boston's Mm -hmm. got a lot of evidence of that as well. There's actually a cemetery that has no bodies in it. Where's that? Uh, You would ask me that. I believe it's it's in (laughs) New Hampshire, but I could be wrong. (laughs) There was a flood, and all the coffins actually got washed out of the cemetery. Oh, ew. Yeah, that's terrible. Down the river. Because oh. I was right on the riverbank, and they got washed out mm-hmm. down the river, mm-hmm. and so the cemetery is empty. There's, the stones were still there, but the bodies got washed out. So they set up the stones again, but the wow. the bodies went down the river. Mm. That's terrible. Yeah, I think it's in Tom D'Agostino's book, I believe. I'll have to dig it up. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Carry on. You're killing me, really. You're killing me. <laughs> it's a true story. Okay. Because I read in a book. Shoot. All right. Did you read on the no? Um, should we pick another picture? Is Absolutely. That, sure, let's, let's pick another let's picture. Let's choose another picture. What do we got in there? There's uh, one in there from Vermont. Maybe yeah, can... there's a couple in there from Vermont. Oh, well, oh, of course, we'll do this, this one. Is, yeah, we'll do this one. Um, <laughs> this is one of those real surprising stories about Boston Common. Mm-hmm. That if you walk down the far end of Boston Common, there is the cemetery that's there. And of course, it's rather obvious once you walk through, there's a lot of gravestones. There's a little girl ghost that haunts that particular burying ground. Mm -hmm. But this one particular stone is really quite disturbing when you think about when they were building the subway in Boston. Mm -hmm. In order to build the subway, they actually disturbed a lot of burying grounds. And there's a lot of documentation about these bodies being discovered and doctors examining them. And there is one big hole in Boston Common that has over 3,000 people that were disinterred when they were building the subway and reinterred here. There's no names. There's no 3,000 people. Wow. Yep, That's I a actually big hole. Yep, I actually have the the yep. whole letter of the doctor's examination of a lot of the bodies in that were disinterred in my Massachusetts Book of the Dead. Wow. So the gravestones, we don't know what happened to them. They, they count them? They did count them. They did a full inventory on everybody. Wow. So um and they said that it's about three thousand. It actually probably is more. So there's a great big hole in the cemetery where all of these bodies were just thrown in. And uh, it's it's no wonder. So it tells you, you know, the Boylston Street Mall, which, of course, mm-hmm. we know now as the subway in Boston. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's really just it's quite startling mm-hmm. when you walk through the cemetery to see one grave marker for 3000 people. I that. Yeah, that's the one uh, down. Um, yeah. On the far, the far, the far. It's end, on the like east end. Walking up from the theater district. Yes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that cemetery. Yeah. It's it's that's a it's a beautiful cemetery. Very cool what cemetery it's, don't you like, though? Oh, I know, I, lo- I know. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> but oh, that that one has a, a great stone in it with um, it's got bees. There's a tree and mm-hmm. there's bees and then there's a um, and there's a book I think. It's a Masonic a stone. Bible verses in it. Yep. Love it. Yep. Love that's it. The Masonic I, stone in there. It's just so I love Masonic stones because they just have they're just so ripe with symbolism and. Um, that that one was just so cool, and it didn't have the. It just had the. Um, 
it didn't have the actual Bible verse, but it had the, um, you know, the, the, num the name and the number. Right, the chapter know, and verse. Yeah, yeah, chapter and verse. That's yeah. what I'm trying to, to think. So, well, yeah. it's interesting with Masonic stones because depending on the level and degree of the Mason, you're going to have more and more and more symbolism as mm -hmm. they made all these different degrees. So some of them are, I mean, the one on the cover of my New Hampshire book is a Masonic stone, and it's got like 30 symbols. Yeah. yeah, it's oh, really wow. cool. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know. I'd say I don't, I don't know a lot about, I mean, I know the Masonic symbols, but I didn't know that. And uh, that's very cool to know because I've seen, there's some that I had seen up in uh, Franklin, Mass, uh, and there's two stones side by side, and they're both, they're both Masonic stones, mm -hmm. and they have tons of symbols. I've mm -hmm. never seen so many symbols on, you know, one stone. It's kind of, you know, you stand there and you go, oh. Oh my God! Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, there are. If you take a look, and I know you're big into researching these things, take a look. There is a chart out there which would be a great reference for you or anybody to take to a cemetery, mm -hmm. and it tells you what degree each symbol is oh, from nice. from the shoe to the mm -hmm. coffin um, to the book, mm -hmm. all of those different things out cool. there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. All right, I have to look that up. That's my next. So you have to keep it in your car when you're walking around these places. <laughs> I'll put it in my cemetery, my my David Lambert, the David Allen Lambert, right? Yeah. Yeah, the cemetery. If if anybody is looking, um, in if you're in Massachusetts, there's this fantastic uh, Massachusetts guide, you know, mm -hmm. to cemeteries, and it's all I always have it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's in it's in my truck, you know, uh, but it's David Allen Lambert. Um, Massachusetts. It's just Massachusetts. You can get it through the cemetery? Historical Society. Yeah, yep. Massachusetts yeah. Cemeteries. But, uh, and it goes back to the first one. Fabulous resource. Mm -hmm. And I wish they had them in every state, and they just don't. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of catch as you can when you're other places. And I'm like. So, what places can people do research for uh, cemeteries besides this book? Well, um, one of the best places that I found is, um, you know, through the Genealogical Register. Uh, local historical societies, it really depends. Some are much better than others mm -hmm. and have more resources than others. Um, depends on the library. Um, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we're really lucky because we have the Athenaeum, which is a private library established in 1800s. Mm -hmm. So it has a lot of the transcriptions of the burying grounds, which are really, really hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, but genealogy is a great place to start. And believe it or not, church records... Hmm. because records of cemeteries were kept by the church due to the services that they may have held there. So those are a few resources. What about that right. find a grave? Find a grave is pretty good. Um, I think there's more, if you're going for more of the backstory and more of the symbolism, there's other places to look. But if you're looking specifically just to find a grave, mm -hmm. they're out there, and more and more are added daily right. yeah. to and, that. And I always look for my name, and I can... <laughs> Luckily, I haven't found it yet. Oh, it's coming. It's yeah, coming now. I, don't <laughs> I won't. We'll, we'll let that. you know. I won't say that. Yeah, but yeah, fi yeah. find a grave. Um, if uh, for those that don't know what find a grave is, um, it's you know an internet resource. If you're trying to find somebody, um, you can actually go to find a grave and send out a request. If you're looking for a particular stone, and I get them a lot, um, you can register. Like someone like me or like Roxy, we're always in cemeteries. And you can register and say, well, I'm in this area. If you're looking for the stone of a loved one or, or doing your genealogy, um, you know, and, but you live in Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could go on Find a Grave and say, you know, I'm looking for somebody to go and photograph this grave and post it. 
Mm -hmm. to find a grave. So mm -hmm. that is a really, I think that is the coolest thing. It, it and is I really love cool. when I get those, you mm -hmm. know, if I have time to go out and do it, you know, and it's like in Brockton or, you know, the next town over from me, you know, and then you just go and, and you add it. It's a pretty simple thing. And it, and it helps people so much, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, looking, if you're looking for things like that. And there are sites on the Internet where you can find cemeteries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, there, there's getting to be so more and more. So if you want to get more. lazy, right, then you can <laughs> go on the Internet and uh, not use Wikipedia, but uh, there are other sites. Well, one of the other things, um, and again, you know, being in New England, we're so lucky, is we have a lot of, you know, antique shops out there. Mm -hmm. One of the things I do is spend a lot of times going to antique shops and looking for memorabilia and photographs. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the photographs I've found that have names on them, I will go back and look up the names, and I've actually contacted family members and said, hey, you know, I've got a picture of this woman, and I'd scan it and email it to them so that way they would have it. Oh, that's cool. So I kind of back into it that way, too, or I'll go and find the grave oh, myself. Neat. So I, I keep a, a lot of things in my collection because I just I never know where I'm going to be. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Because I, I have some stuff that was supposed to be buried with the body, and... Uh, yeah, but you don't have any names. Oh, yeah. The Bi I have it. a Bible, I have a photograph, and I have the brooch. And there's actually a name, of course, in the Bible because people used to write things in the Bible at, at mm -hmm. the thing. So mm -hmm. I could find the grave for this person. You could you could try that, sure. And I could dig her up and put the oh, stuff in it. and <laughs> That way she can rest in peace. Nice. You, nice if, you, if you dig it up, no one's going to rest in peace. I mean, Newburyport, come on. How many times has that cemetery been dug up uh, and no one's resting in peace? Newburyport. Newburyport, Massachusetts. You know that story. Mm, Newburyport. Which one is that? About the tomb that's been opened three times, most recently, probably about five years ago. There were some folks on work release doing uh, some work in the cemetery. In now, Roxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. You know that story. Absolutely. Did, did we? Did you want to do your um, speaking? Did you want to do your little cemetery story? Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> I can. All right. So if we can uh, get my little script from the teleprompter, maybe I can read it. <laughs> oh, teleprompter girl, hello. <laughs> okay, right. putting my glasses on. All can right. we have uh, Russ? Can we have the uh, cemetery? What what is that called? The, the first um, first picture? The hearse house? No, the picture of the cemetery. The picture, oh, the old burial, old burying ground? Old burial ground. Can we have that, Russ? Can you see that? Okay. It's kind of crooked. Oh. You want to read it? No, I'll read it. No, no, no. Here we go. The oh, old, uh, whatever that is. <laughs> the old graveyard. Okay. Um, if TJ, could you just turn the uh, camera a little bit for us? Just, towards, uh, uh, just a hair towards... Uh, this is not Mr. live Ron. or anything, so you don't have to yeah, worry about it. Yeah, I know. It. <laughs> there you oh, go. oh, there we go. go. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to, whatever comes in my head. While on the prowl looking <laughs> for haunted items in the antique shops, Rocky, Rocky, Roxy, um, That's Roxy. I, I discovered a quaint little cemetery on Main Street in Essex. That's Massachusetts. Uh, since I wasn't having any luck with my quest, I decided to stroll through the cemetery on a pleasant day. Today, the cemetery is well kept, but it has a sinister past. In 1680, uh, in the section of Ipswich, then known as Chibaco, didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, either did I. Uh, later named Essex. Uh, a one-acre piece of land 
was granted to the Chibaco Parish for a burial place. The Chibaco, how come that's not capitalized, by the way? Sorry. All right. Parish later became the second church, thank God, in Ipswich. And Reverend John Wise became the pastor in 1680. The tract of land was given to him by the town uh, by Mr. Cogswell. And we have a, actually have a Hearst house that's coming up. On a knoll, which was later called Meeting House Hill. Why are they always called Meeting House Hill? That's where they were. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> so in um, 1938, uh, the burying ground was expanded, and on the grounds of this peaceful, peaceful, peaceful burial ground <laughs> stands a wooden structure known as the Hearst House. Now, can we have the, the picture of the Hearst House so that we can see what there this we go. Hearst yes. House is? Hearst House. So, anyways. Is it different than his house? Yep. <laughs> Hearst. There you go. There's the Hearst house. So, I mean, that looks like ordinary to you, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what would you think it was? They kept hearses in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you thought. Ah, it's yeah. a, you know, a little garage. But no, listen. Uh, <laughs> it is said to be the common grave of no less than eight bodies. Oh. Not nine. Eight. Eight. With a sinister connection. It seems the victims were there. Oh, it seems the bodies, they, I guess. They were the victims. Thank you very much for reading that. You're welcome. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the bodies were the victims of a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre work of Dr. Thomas Sewell. Is that Sewell or Sewell? Sewell. Sewell. <laughs> uh, the corpses uh, were said to be used by the good doctor for what is described as anatomical purposes. Very good, Brian. Did I get that right word? Anatomical, very yeah, good. Yeah. Over a period of time until his hideous activities were discovered in 1818. Dr. Sewell was brought to trial for being in possession of an unsanctioned corpse, grave robbery and body snatching. Mm, that can't be good. And despite being defended by, ta-da! Daniel Webster. Wow. Who actually spoke to, I actually spoke to Daniel Webster. Really? Yep. Maureen, See, I knew you were old. Man, Maureen and I did an investigation up at Dartmouth College, and Daniel Webster came through. Awesome. True. That's the first famous person I ever spoke to. We can take dead. the Hearst house down now. Thank you. No, it's good. You oh, don't have to see okay. my face. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, despite <laughs> being defended by Daniel Webster, he was fined $800. That's outrageous. <gasps> That's like letting the air out of uh, football. <laughs> Uh, and eventually forced to flee town. After over 170 years of use and saturated with dead, the town <laughs> decided to build a new cemetery on Spring Street in 1852. The old burying ground was said to have over 2,000 bodies interred there. Is that right? Interred? Interred. Uh, interred. Okay, fine. Today, there are 619 headstones and footstones still standing the oldest tombstone dates back to 1708 and the newest 1897. Cool. So here I was on a stroll in a pleasant little piece of land, and look what all and I you kind of stumbled dug across Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein, using body for astronomical purposes. Astronomical. Astronomical. So there you go. That's my little story. All right. Yeah, that was, that was well worth it, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Nice work. Yeah, thank you. Now you know why my wife never let me read to my son when he was little. <laughs> so, anyways, back to Roxy. No, I know. And, oh, and you have a question for Roxy, me? Roxy, no, oh. I don't have a question for you. Yeah. 
Uh, I noticed one of the pictures that uh, Roxy sent to us uh, was uh, footstones, and I'd like to hear the story behind that footstone picture. Sure, if we could uh, go to that picture real quick. What was the name? I think it's foot warmers. Oh, the foot warmers. warmers. Yes, the foot warmers. Yes. So um, a couple years ago, we did what we like to call a lot of mountain goading with my husband's car Uh up in the hills of Vermont. And I was looking for a few particular gravestones out in the woods. And I couldn't seem to find, you know, these dirt trails out to these burying grounds. So I stopped at the Historical Society, and the guy just happened to be outside. And I says, oh, you know, can you help me? And he says, you're looking for a cemetery, right? And I says, yes! <laughs> I must have that look in my eye. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. And um, he says, well, we're about to close. He says, but do you want to come in? And he says, you know, and I'll get you some information. And I said, sure. And I walked in, and I looked at the shelf, and I'm like, oh, look oh. at those. Uh, old footstones, because mm-hmm. uh, back, you know, back 16, 1700s, you had a headstone and a footstone mm-hmm. to denote the head of the bed and the foot of the bed. So the head of the corpse is up by the headstone, foot of the corpse is down by the footstone. Right. And there came a time, you know, when people said, well, you know, I've got a hole in my basement, in my stone wall. I have stones that need to be repaired to go into my house. And, you know... My feet are just feeling so cold at home right about now. Well, you know, there's a stone down in the burying ground that's just the right size. If I put it next to the fireplace, warm it up, I can take it and rest my feet on it. And I found some foot warmer footstones. These were actual footstones that should have been in a cemetery somewhere with initials or names on it Uh, that people were using as footstones in their homes. You took them home? I I didn't take them home. (laughs) <laughs> so um, I, I saw uh, them there uh, on display there. But wow. it's it's all, it's actually all too common that people would go down to the cemetery and take the stones for whatever personal use they needed. Um, I had someone come on my tour in York, and they told me that their their old colonial home was, was quite haunted. They kept hearing someone walking around. They couldn't understand what was going on. And they had this huge parcel of property as it was an old farm. Mm-hmm. So they decided, you know what, we're just going to sell the place. They didn't spend too much time there to begin with. And they said, well, let's fix it up. Let's fix the old slate stairs up front. And they pulled apart the old slate stairs and turned over the steps. Oh, my God. And there were three gravestones oh, that were there. Oh, my so God. So they did a, a, a you know, very thorough walk through this property they'd owned for years. And they found one, two, three, four square stone walls. And they put the stones back in the burying ground. Wow. But, yeah, back of fireplaces, it's not uncommon to yeah. find gravestones. They're mm-hmm. all over the place. But those footstones, I had to get a picture of. That that's I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. you know that's another that's misconception. Crazy. I mean, by amateurs, they they go in the cemeteries, they see these little stones, they said, oh look, there's a child's grave. Oh well, I know. Yeah, that's co- so that common. So common. They don't know what a footstone. They is. don't know what a footstone mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyways, an interesting story in in Pelham, New Hampshire, uh, just over the Draget Line where I live, mm-hmm. um, there was a house that had a circular driveway, mm-hmm. and new owners bought the house, and they were cleaning the property up in the middle of the the uh, driveway was a bunch of stones, so they picked them up and put them on the porch, and then all hell broke loose in the house. They were having all kinds of haunt- hauntings and stuff. As it turned out, they were gravestones. Oh my God! So they put them mm-hmm. back, and it all there you go. Went a, back. a friend of mine in Lebanon, Maine, bought her house in the 1980s, and the real estate agent 
removed the gravestones from her front yard, put them out in the woods behind her house. And my friend kept telling me along the hillside beside her house, she saw a man dressed as an old farmer walking straight across but never down the hill. The hill went down and she would see him going straight across as if he was like floating in air. Mm. And she finally took the gravestones and she put them against the tree at the front of her property. Uh And she called the real estate agent after speaking to the historical society and they moved them because they felt no one would want to buy the house because there was a cemetery. I'd buy it. And they were from the 1800s. Right there. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. There's more stories out there than you can imagine of similar nature. Did you ever go to a cemetery that you really didn't like that Mm -hmm. really left you uncomfortable? Mm Mm-hmm. I've actually gone to to quite a few where I've had to just turn around and walk out, whether it's my own sensitivity and, you know, kind of being open to picking up things. Sometimes you just feel the energy is really low, Mm -hmm. um, and you turn around and and you walk out uh, Mm -hmm. for for whatever reason, personal preference, you know, something just doesn't feel right. I like to call it sticky sometimes. It just kind of feels sticky in here. I don't like it. (laughs) And um, you just turn around and walk out. You have to be your own best barometer. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Wow. Now, there are some cemeteries that really have horrid reputations, like Blood Cemetery. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's all in the name. Mm-hmm. It's all in the name. And unfortunately, when cemeteries like they get a reputation, everybody flocks to them and they do damage. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they overrun the grounds, they tip over the gravestones. And, you know, if you want to get some, you know, some sort of haunted experience, tip over a gravestone, yeah, right. something's going to happen. Right. But, yeah, it's all in the name, Spider Gates. I mean, yeah. it's just in the name. That was Roxy's opinion. was not that of uh, Ghost Chronicles <laughs> Next Generation or anything. We do not, we do not advise tipping over gravestones. No, not at all. Not at all. And and I, you know, I think anybody that does any damage to to a cemetery. I mean, if you look at Eastern Cemetery up in Portland, Maine, from 1989 to 1991, three men with baseball bats destroyed 1,943 gravestones oh. from the 16 and 1700s. Oh. Idiots. I mean, you want you want to talk about it, it's all going to come back on them oh. someday, mm-hmm. and those gravestones can't be replaced no. or repaired. Oh. So that that's one thing that being in a cemetery, you definitely have an appreciation mm-hmm. for the hand carved work of these oh, stones and the people that are buried there. Yeah. You know, there's no excuse for cemetery vandalism. That breaks my heart. Me I, too. I can, there's there's. Oh my God! Yeah, I, there's no words. There's mm-hmm. no words for people like no. that. To me, there should be a you know special punishment. For yes, there should. Yeah. There should. Well, we, cemeteries oh. are their own museums. Yeah. You know the hand oh, carved absolutely. stones, really? the people that are buried there. I, I I wish more people would understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a, a question from chat. Um, John would like to know, uh, Roxy, do you know anything about Resurrection Mary in Chicago oh, cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of stories about her origin. I know that there's supposedly a murder that prompted her spirit being there, that that she's also possibly a lost soul, that she was pregnant. There's a lot of different stories about her origin. And there are a lot of people from all different sources that say she really does haunt there. My understanding is that she wears a blue dress and wanders around this part of the cemetery that may have been frequented by gangsters as well back in the day. The cemetery is in um, a lot of disrepair as well in the area where she's often seen. Some people say that it was a ritualistic killing, which I have a really hard time believing. <laughs> but her spirit has been there for many, many years, according to a whole number of sources. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's uh, actually a story is in our book, Ghost of Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ursula Belinsky, who's, uh, of course, from Chicago with a name like Belinsky, <laughs> uh, 
she has done a lot of research she actually believes she found out but the 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 story is a common story basically guys go to a what do you call it a dance hall or a dance they see a woman along the way they pick her up they go they dance with her on the way home they they ask her to go by and as they go by the cemetery she disappears from the car I mean the short story basically but yeah it's there's lots of stories on and they're very similar not only Resurrection Mary but there are other very similar stories in other parts of the country as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of like mm-hmm. the Phantom Hitchhiker one. Mm-hmm. Right, right, similar. the red-headed hitchhiker, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like right here, yeah, right, right. Bridgewater Triangle. 44, right. Yeah. So we have those stories, and sometimes it's it's difficult to separate the the myth from the fact, you mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. difficult. So there are cemeteries that uh, you found uncomfortable. Are the ones that you really, really make you emotionally better, I mean, happier, or bring you to a different level? Yes. Um, it would have to, I mean, no doubt I might have to be the point of graves in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the one you have the ongoing rep, rep what is it? What? Repertoire. 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 Yeah, there you go. Rapport. Rapport. That works too. Yeah, I do. Um, I do a tour of the Point of Graves. I've been doing a tour there for about ten years, and um, I do have a picture of her gravestone. If you can find it, it's Elizabeth Pierce, and she is the resident ghost there. And you know, we talk about ghosts. I'm not talking about someone up in the attic wearing a sheet and clanging, you know, a chain. <laughs> she is just like you or I, uh-huh. and she is able to tell people that come to the cemetery who they've come in with. Oh, and wow. it's Point of Graves, I think, yeah, is the title. Yeah, on the Point of Graves, right. yeah, Point of Graves um, in Portsmouth. Yeah, that's oh, Elizabeth yeah. Stone. Um, kind of squishy, se- yep. sorry. <laughs> 1717, she has a death's head on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll ask her through dowsing, can you tell us, Elizabeth, who in our group has come in with a spirit? And she'll tell us through dowsing and, you know, through a series of yes or no questions and multiple choice. She will indicate who has come in with a spirit, mm-hmm. and then she'll give us all the details, male, female, past, you know, you know, if she's been trying to get through to the person that's on the tour. And I've had people just stand there and start bawling their eyes oh. out. <laughs> you know, oh, I saw this thing that reminded me of my mother. Is this you? Um, she's connected so many people mm-hmm. with information that I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. I can't help but feel emotional. And people right. have emailed me and t- told me, you know, oh, I felt healed after I talked to Elizabeth. You know, I don't feel like I'm crazy. I, I was always told ghosts didn't exist. <laughs> but now I know that someone's with me and I can feel better. And I think, nice. I think a lot of people miss that, mm-hmm. that spirits do have a lot of information to share with us. And there is a comfort that we can get from them as well. And I first met Elizabeth just by walking around in the cemetery and I felt someone, oh, touched me on my shoulder and I'm uh-huh. like, I was like, what is that? And learned a little <laughs> bit more about Elizabeth and her story. And she's there every single time we go in. And, wow. um, you know, it's, it's not that she is there because she's stuck. She's mm-hmm. there to be a bridge to the she other side. To oh, that's and she chooses to be mm-hmm. there. Nice. So Rocky, you mentioned Rocky. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> Roxy, let me start that up. 
Can I get a universal translator here? <laughs> uh, so, Roxy, you mentioned your books and, mm-hmm. and you mentioned your tours and so forth. So if anybody wanted to find out more information about what you do, where can they find that? Um, NewEnglandCuriosities.com is, is my website. I've been doing tours of Portsmouth. This will be my 14th year including cemeteries in downtown. Or um, we have a Facebook page on New England, New England Curiosities as well where I post gravestones and their stories and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always welcome stories for further research, too, on mm-hmm. cemeteries. I probably have 25, 30,000 pictures yeah. of gravestones in cemeteries throughout New England. <laughs> so there's there's so many stories out there. But uh, New England Curiosities is me. Excellent. Okay. And I, I want to mention something really quick about Roxy that's very cool. She does fairy houses, <laughs> what? too. What? Fairy, little cute fairy houses. Fairy They're adorable. No, stop it. They're adorable. <laughs> Thank you. And, and Thank you. Does that, is that... Um, you know, a pass, just a pastime for you? I know I know you have them on Etsy. Yeah, I, I, I have been selling them on Etsy, um, and I, I do custom order fairy houses, and um, one of my favorite childhood stories was Thumbelina, so I oh. kind of get back into that childlike mode by mm-hmm. building fairy houses. Oh, that's and Portsmouth cool. has the Fairy House Festival every year. Oh, cool. And you yeah, do know, festival. you know, the purpose of a fairy house. I don't. What's the purpose of a fairy house? What do you What do you think the purpose is oh, of a fairy house? That. No, I know <laughs> what it is. I'm interested to think what you would. People you actually built fairy houses to attract fairies. Yes. If the purpose oh. of it was they would build not only houses mm-hmm. but gardens as well, fairy gardens yep. as well. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. It's, good. To, well, it's to bring the, the fairy <laughs> blessings. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So if you find, you know, something missing, it's probably the fairy. So you it's might want to put a little house. something out for them so they don't, you know, they don't steal your left earring or you know your keys. That's what happened to that. Yeah. I thought it was the box gnomes. The fairies had it. <laughs> the box gnomes. It's like that old story, the kid's book, The Borrowers. Remember that? Remember that? But anyways, we do have to wrap up because we we're running out of time. We do. Um, I did want to mention that Roxy is a very prolific author. She has, how many, how many books do you have? Seven. Seven books. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Massachusetts Book of the Dead. There's a New Hampshire yep. Book of the Dead. New Hampshire mm-hmm. Book of the Dead. Um, yep. Haunted Portsmouth. Yep. I'm in that one. Oh, yep, good you're in that you. one. Haunted York County, Haunted Pubs in New England, Haunted Portland. I also have DVDs. Nice. You do? I didn't do. know that. Oh, I do. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yep, DVDs. Yep. Wow. Oh, I can't DVD see. DVD and CD. You, <laughs> Voices from the Shadows. Voices from the Shadows. Oh, what's this about? Here you go. You can there have you it. Go. Oh. <gasps> it's for you. Ooh. It's a gift. Ooh. You got a gift. Nice. So what's it about? Uh, ghost stories tells you on the back all different ghost stories from New England. Ooh. Well, we do have to wrap up. We do. And we just we wanted to say thank you to Roxy. Thank we you. Enjoyed having you here so much. I learned something. I always love to learn more about cemeteries. And no, I get a free Probably will never stop learning. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.